Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on Audio Boom, the iTunes Store, and from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Hello and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Ben and coming up on this week's show we're going to be looking back at last weekend's results in the Elite Ice Hockey League as well as the Challenge Cup. We're also going to be hearing from the Telford Tigers, from the Whitley Bay Warriors and from the Five Flyers. All of that and loads more on this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Loads of interviews coming up on this week's show. Later we're going to be hearing from Five Flyers forward Barry McKenzie. He'll be joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. We're also going to be talking the Telford Tigers and the National Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined by General Manager and Head Coach Tom Watkins. And we're going to be talking about the North One Division as we're going to be joined by Captain of the Whitley Warriors, Dean Holland. But before that, it's to last weekend's results in the National Ice Hockey League, in the Challenge Cup and in the Elite Ice Hockey League. And for more on Tuesday, I caught up with BritishIceHockey.co.uk's very own, here's Craig Anderson. So a big thank you, Craig, for joining us and uh, another weekend of results and some fantastic action uh, on the on the ice, uh, not just in the Challenge Cup or the, the Elite League, but also in the National Ice Hockey League as well. Uh, goals flying in left, right and centre. Where should we start? We should really start, I think, with, with Saturday uh, when it comes to um, the league and two results to talk about. Glasgow clan travelling to Nottingham, as is the way with Glasgow. They're travelling everywhere in this early stage of the season and beaten by four goals to two, Craig. Yeah, another big result for Glasgow clan on the road. I was actually looking back on, on previous years when they've had this this elongated road trip that they seem to take in September because of the, the unavailability of Brayhead Arena. 
Um, I think they've matched the, the best record. I think it's something like five wins in, in eight games across the month. But I think it can be argued that it's probably more impressive um, the, the results they've got this time. I think before it was a couple of wins at Hull, one in Edinburgh, whereas this year, two in Nottingham, one in Sheffield, one in Cardiff, as, as well as one in Fife earlier on. So, yeah, that was just the start of it, that 4-2 result on Saturday. And it keeps that feel-good factor going about the team at the moment as they look to, to get into October. You know, the team a bit more gelled, a bit more bonded. And, you know, wins will always help you do that. And uh, there's um, there's a lesson here as well for for ice hockey clubs across the country and players as well. Uh, Matteo is is still scoring uh, despite coming on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, his his goal tally at the moment in in Challenge Cup and in the elite ice hockey leagues pretty pretty impressive at the moment. It certainly is, and you know you're finding a player who's in form at the moment, getting in the right spaces. You know, and I think for players like that, it can take them a little bit of time to to find their feet again. My goodness, he's certainly doing that and more. Absolutely, and uh, on Sunday, uh, as part of that doubleheader, Glasgow clan uh, beating Nottingham as well. Uh, and uh, after shootout, I think the first shootout of the season, I think it was, must be. Yeah, I think you're right, um, and it's, it's. I think that was more a character win. What can be defined as a character win? The, you know, the, I think maybe fatigue, but was getting to be a factor in the third period. Panthers, but we're still trying to find a way past Patrick Killeen, who seems to be on top form at the moment. Whenever you see some of these polls on social media by by other people, you know who's your goalie of the week? Patrick Killeen always seems to be up there. Um, he, he certainly did his bit at one end, and for Clan to to churn it out by way of penalty shots is certainly one to uh, one to be pleased about. They don't have a good record away from home in penalty shots that's certainly one for Zach Fitzgerald to save and uh, with that those uh, those two wins uh, for the Glasgow clan they've gone top of the table um, it is early days admittedly uh, Nottingham in fourth um, that's that's a pretty good start that for Glasgow clan considering the, the, the musings that were coming out there at the start of the season you know being on the road and that kind of thing to be top after five games is pretty good I don't think you could ask for anything better in terms of what you want from you know such a such a long road trip going around the country. It's certainly not a position Clan have found themselves in at the end of September, certainly in my recollection. So for them to be up there when they, they head back home is is one that they'll they'll love. That I know Zach Fitzgerald is absolutely delighted by what he's seen from his players in the last few weeks as well, and it just gives everybody a, a real good a real good feeling right now. When you consider that first weekend, the two defeats to Dundee, and you know there was one or two people maybe questioning. Um, Fitzgerald's credentials, but I think you know, I think that's been long forgotten, and and Clan are in a really good place. Early days, but you know, there's still plenty of hockey to be played. But if you'd have offered them that at the start of the month, he'd have snapped your hand off. Yes, absolutely. Uh, another result on on Saturday, and uh, speaking of uh, Scottish sides, uh, a good win uh, for the Dundee Stars. Uh, they hosted uh, Guildford Flames, and a, a long way to travel, obviously, uh, for the South East Club, but. Dundee um, didn't give them a, didn't give them a good welcome. Uh, six goals to two uh, for for the Dundee Stars, but then Guildford returned the favour on Sunday by beating Dundee by seven goals to one. So, what do we take uh, from that? Other than the, the motorway system in this in this country might be a bit <laughs> difficult. I, I I honestly don't know. You know, looking at those two results in isolation, Dundee at home are always a very difficult team and they've got goals in them. We've seen that in previous games this season. So to see the likes of Kevin DeFore and amongst the Eagles cans, um, Sean Bhutan's another player who weighed in, you know, you know that, that's not a surprise. What is a surprise is the fact that they go to Guildford on Sunday and lose 7-1 against a team who've made that journey twice, when you think about it. Mm. Um, Guildford have travelled all the way up um, from Surrey to Tayside and back again and have somehow 
somehow um, put seven past him. I, I can't get my head around that one either. And I, I think it's one that's maybe left Omar Pasha scratching his head a little bit. But I think we'll see that from Dundee this year. That they'll, they'll go from one night where they've had a, an impressive result um, to the next night where it's, it's not going so well. And I think it, they were actually six or seven goals without reply but, um, before they got one late on. Craig Garrigan getting one right at the end. So... You know, I, I don't know if the, the travel maybe took out of Dundee more than it did Guildford. I don't know. It's a, it's a strange one. Well, let's talk about um, the Cardiff Devils now. And uh, the Cardiff Devils on Saturday in the Challenge Cup beat the Coventry Blaze by five goals to one. And then on Sunday, it was back to Elite Ice Hockey League action when they travelled to the Sheffield Arena and beat them by three goals to two. Obviously, on the ice, uh, Cardiff Devils there, uh, you know, with two great victories last weekend. But we should mention as well, uh, we saw it on social media, great noise and a standing section being incorporated there for the Cardiff Devils for home matches. That worked quite well. Well, brilliantly. And I think they've obviously been inspired by what they've seen on their travels across Europe in the, the CHL. I saw it myself firsthand a few years ago when I went with uh, what was Brayhead clan to Vekwa in Sweden. And they had a massive standing section behind one of the goals. And what a noise it generated. It really was. It was it was quite something to, to take in. And of course, Cardiff have experienced that at first hand and thought, you know, we can do that. They've got the luxury of being able to do that in their rink, of course. I think Cardiff have got a lot of freedom in that rink to to bring in whatever they want to do to make the, the match night experience all the better. And from what I've read across social media and, and even the players as well, have really responded to it. And, and, you know, that's uh, transpired onto the, the ice as well with that 5-1 result over Coventry. And I think they'll, they'll lean on that. They'll come to rely on that if the, the fans are making that amount of noise. I think that'll really add to the experience over time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously a defeat for Sheffield on Sunday. Uh, there was a defeat for Sheffield on Saturday as well in the Challenge Cup. They were beaten by the Manchester Storm by five goals to two. Uh, the Storm were beaten in the league uh, on, on on Sunday night when they travelled to Coventry uh, 6-4 in that one. But we to Coventry in a second uh, and the Storm but uh, the Sheffield Steelers there not not the best of weekends No I'm, I'm trying to get my head around what's happening with Sheffield at the moment I certainly expected better from them at this time there's obviously that first couple of weeks when players are, are getting used to each other and it's, there's a lot of changes being made to that team because of what happened last year the fact that they came in in seventh place which is a very un-Sheffield like place to, to find themselves in a new coach on paper you know great players throughout the team on you know with great CVs guys with a lot of experience and for some reason it's just not working right now that's, a, that's three defeats in a row when you add to the, the loss to Glasgow clan last week as well I don't know if it's maybe they're taking a little bit longer just to find the, the formula they need to, to get it right on the ice Aaron Fox has always spoken about being up there with Belfast and Cardiff this form kind of goes against that at the moment they need to, to find a winning formula and, and very soon Absolutely and, uh, and for the Storm obviously a mixed bag of results for them but a win I think that's their first win in the Challenge Cup actually uh, yes it is uh, their first win in the Challenge Cup uh, on Saturday yeah and that's that's just Manchester Storm that they're going to do that I find that they'll be like Dundee this year they'll, they'll pick up great wins one night and not do so well the other night they're going to be there's going to be that inconsistency but you have to say they've got the players in there that are capable of getting those big wins and teams like Manchester in recent years barring maybe the year they finish second place of course that consistency can tend to be an issue where they can they can pull it out from somewhere and then the next night it doesn't quite go so well but that's a big result against Sheffield certainly in the Challenge Cup you know that it's going to be an interesting thing my my views on the Challenge Cup are out there everybody knows how I feel about the how they're, they're, they've done the format this year but if it helps them get into a last eight place good for them I mean it is in your your, your blog you know five, five things we've learned from from last weekend and um it looks like all the groups, like you said, it they are. It looks like they're going to go the distance in in a lot of cases. Definitely, you know, and 
and my issue with it, the format is is the fact that you're looking at teams, you know, going through and win percentage instead of just. I think that the top two go through in each group, and that's fine. The bottom two teams in the two three team groups um, have to play a playoff, which is bizarre. Um, whereas the the four team group play less games, and the team who finish bottom are out of it completely, so they don't get the luxury of another three games to try and vie for a quarter final place. I could be here all day talking about this. <laughs> to me, to me, to me, to me, it's an absolute nonsense. But you're looking at a possibility where. Just looking at the groups as they are at the moment, yeah, they're going to go the distance. The, the two, three team groups certainly are because the bottom two teams get to play in a playoff. How that's going to work out, I mean, the, the four-team group will end um, on, on the 12th of October. By then, we'll know exactly the two, the top two are going through and who the, the third team is. It's going to be in the reckoning for a quarter-final place. So, <laughs> who knows? You, you, you could get a, get a piece of tracing paper between them. You, you wouldn't be able to, to, to find out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, just uh, two more results there uh, from the from the Challenge Cup, and uh, they both invo- involve Fife and uh, the Belfast Giants. Uh, Belfast Giants on Saturday beat Fife by seven goals to two. And then uh, a, a common theme here: the switcheroo, uh, the return fixture, uh, five one, five two. Ridiculous! It's uh, as as uh, as a journalist who writes about um, you know uh, the the common themes, the 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 patterning results, mm. and that kind of thing. Craig, you've got no chance, have you? No, no, that's that's what's made my job. This was, this is what makes my job all the harder. You're trying to find, as you say, patterns. But again, it leads back to what we're saying in, in the blog about how the Challenge Cup can go the distance when results like this throw up. And I suppose it gives a bit of a lifeline to to Glasgow clan whose Challenge Cup campaigns maybe hasn't gone as well uh, as they would have liked. But you know, the clan have got the two games at home coming up to to try and turn that around. But no, great result for Fife. They missed out last year. They didn't qualify for the quarterfinals. They'll be keen to to turn that around. The Giants, of course, are the holders. Many people's favourites to either go on and win the tournament, but at the very least get out of the group. Um, so, you know, I think I think trade results is maybe not something that Belfast would have liked or have wanted, but for Fife, that result on Sunday in, in particular is magnificent. And I know the, the players were absolutely delighted by that. Well done, then. Yeah, absolutely. And we should say that was in Challenge Cup, but Fife are currently sitting second in the league table after their four games in the league. So it's been a very good start uh, for, for the Fife Flyers. Uh, just before we go, Craig, just a quick mention uh, for the National Ice Hockey League as well, uh, because um, you know we mentioned the opening weekend how crackers it was, uh, goals flying in left, right, and centre. That's that's continued this past weekend as well. Just the one nil on the board, and uh, I'm sorry, it must have been something we said with the Peterborough Phantoms, but they did recover on Sunday. Um, they they were beaten on on Saturday by Swindon by five goals to nil, and then recovered on Sunday to beat Basingstock Bison by five goals to one. Uh, the early league leaders are the whole Pirates uh, but the Telford Tigers are there as well on the same number of points as a Swindon as are Sheffield uh, but it is going to be one of those seasons isn't it and um, you mentioned the start that the Leeds Chiefs have had Yeah not so good for them but you know it was, it's always going to be a you know, it's a very high calibre league. There's a lot of very good players in there. You've got the likes of, of Hull, who are top of the league, Sheffield Steel Dogs, who matched them all the way last year, Peter Brunswick, who fought the uh, one south last year, Milton Keynes, who, who dropped in from the elite league. So it's always going to be a tough one and, and start winning games straight away on that, that long run um, where they won't be home for at least another month until they, they sort out the rink in Leeds, uh, Ellen Road, next to the, the football stadium. So, you know, it's it's just about finding the right the right formula. It comes down to formulas again. And I think on Sunday it was a particularly out four three Brian Bright nobis. But you would have to say that all the players and, and Zajak in particular about this league and, and you know, if he didn't know how much of a test he was going into, he certainly does now. I think that win will come. You know, I, th- I think 
when you read his comments and, and what he says after after the weekend, he is seeing positives, which is a good thing. Um, in itself, you know, if he's coming away with a lot of bad vibes and that, that doesn't necessarily translate well, but he's seen a lot of good things. He has to keep it positive, and you know, they, they will get the rewards eventually. I think. Well, uh, Craig Anderson from BritishIceHockey.co.uk, a big thank you for joining us. Uh, just a quick plug for your work. Uh, loads of interviews and um, and pieces coming up over the next seven days or so in the lead up to this weekend's matches. Uh, just a, a mention for those matches, which I totally forgot to mention because we're in a new month <laughs> and that, that requires a different drop down, doesn't it? Let me get to that quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, a preview for this weekend's matches uh, as well. Uh, on Friday night, Belfast Giants hosting Guildford on Saturday, Cardiff against uh, against the Storm and on Sunday it's the Storm against the Clan uh, but a lot of Challenge Cup matches this weekend to talk about Guildford against Coventry Panthers against the Steelers, Glasgow against Fife, Dundee against Belfast, all those matches on Saturday night. And on Sunday, it's Sheffield against Nottingham, Fife against Dundee, Coverage against Cardiff. Loads of preview pieces on BritishIceHockey.co.uk this weekend, Craig. Yeah, yeah, I've got a list of things to do, so I need to crack on and, and see what I can do here. But no, I've got a few ideas for, for things coming up and uh, hopefully by the end of the week, they'll, they'll all be up there. Craig Anderson there from BritishIceHockey.co.uk joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And as we were discussing there, it's been a decent start to the season for the Five Flyers. Uh, the Scottish club picking up a great win on Sunday against the Belfast Giants. And on Thursday, I caught up with their forward. Here's Barry McKenzie. Uh, so, Barry, a big thank you for joining us. And, uh, well, it's been a, you're certainly getting your money's worth at the Five Flyers this season. Goals flying in left, right and centre. Uh, how, how's the season been thus far for yourselves? Yeah, it's been quite a good start we've had. Um, we've had a good start in the Challenge Cup. Um, unlike last season, we didn't do very well in the competition, um, which is nice to see this season. Um, and I, I, as you can kind of tell by the league team, we've had a good start to the league campaign as well. So everything's going well so far. Yes, absolutely. And uh, when it comes to last weekend, you mentioned the Challenge Cup there. I mean, a great yeah. performance, uh, the Sunday game, certainly, uh, against yeah. the Belfast Giants. How how was that game? It was good. We needed it, to be honest with you, after Saturday. Um, Saturday, it was a big disappointment for us as a team. Um, we just knew coming home to Fife on Sunday, we needed, we needed a good performance. And I, I think as a team, we can be very proud of the way we did perform uh, on Sunday. And um, we we played a really, a really good game, and um, we didn't let Belfast play the game they wanted to. And you can see they were getting frustrated. Um, and I think, like you said, took our chances, and yeah, we got the two points, which was massive. And obviously, these these kind of double headers aren't anything new or or, or odd when it comes to uh, British ice hockey. But but how difficult is it to you know one one night you're in Belfast, the next night you're hosting Belfast. I mean, how, how difficult is it to prepare for those games? Because we, you're not the only ones who 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 see these massive swings in results. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I think maybe for momentum more than anything. But I mean, you can't really go by that because like it's like you can. Seen the result on Saturday, they absolutely wiped the floor with us in a, in, on the scoreline. Um, I, don't, I don't know, I think you just have to reset. I don't really think it matters. Personally, I don't think it matters. It, regardless of who you play on the Saturday, you have to reset and play on the Sunday. Because at the end of the day, you just have to take every game, one at, like one game at a time. And, and obviously, you know, you've you've played uh, in the, the, the Elite Ice Hockey League for, for, for a number of seasons now. I mean, what, yeah. do, what do you make of the competition more generally? I mean, this season we've seen Cardiff and Belfast uh, start to, to make a, an impression in Europe. So so the yeah, competition's absolutely. obviously driving that forward. So so how, how have you found this season thus far? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Touching on Cardiff and Belfast, I think they're doing absolutely fantastic in the Champions League this year. Um, the league is growing every year. Um, it's getting better and better and better each year. There's there's higher caliber of players coming over. Um, the British players have to up their game to basically stay in contention to get a, a regular ice regular ice time. I think it's only good for the league, um, for the country, for the league, for the national team. Oh, it's exciting times for British ice hockey, I believe, um, and hopefully things are just seem to be progressing really nicely. And uh, when it comes to uh, you know life at, life at the Five Flyers, I mean you, you know you've got these new uh, you know clubs uh, based based in arenas like like Belfast, and then you've got a grand old name like like, like the Five Flyers. Uh, you know you you did that that Q and A this past week as well. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, what, what's what's life like at Five for yourself? No, it's good to be honest. With you. Yeah, they, um, they've welcomed me in with open arms. Obviously, coming across from what's his head at the time now, Glasgow. Um, everybody's treating me absolutely fantastically. I, I love the hockey there. I love the support. It's a, it's just a great place to play. Obviously, when you're an opposing player coming, like, so here we go, we're going to Fife again. And that's just purely the fact that nobody likes going to Fife because the fans are so on top of you. Like, it's not the flashy rank, you know. But see, when you're playing for Fife, it's absolutely brilliant. It's such, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say, but it's just good playing there, you know. it's Once you get used to the rank and the ice and the bounces and, it's just yes, I love it. Yeah. I do, I really do. Uh, and uh, you mentioned Glasgow there, and uh, obviously that you you, you travelled to Glasgow uh, this weekend uh, on on Saturday in the Challenge Cup, and then you're hosting Dundee, uh, two two yeah. local derbies there. First, firstly, the Glasgow game. Are you looking forward to that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like going back to Glasgow. Like, uh, I got quite a good reception, um, personally, when I go back, um, which is nice. But like I said before, when we go back to Glasgow, the main priority for me is to get the two points. Um, and if we want to uh, progress in the Challenge Cup, I think we need to at least take two of the four points this weekend. I could be wrong, but we obviously don't go into like a weekend say, oh, we'll just won. we can win this one, but we'll lose that one. You want to go into every game wanting to win them and give yourself the best position like in the seedings. I mean, obviously, we've got the news yesterday that Danik will be suspended for the game, which is a massive loss for us. But that'll just that's just good for other players who can step out of the positions and have to step up. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a tough game. I think they've, they've been quite they've, their form's been really good recently. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And obviously, Dundee are the are the group leaders at, at the moment. You're you're in second, so that that game on yeah. Sunday is going to be uh, going to be big, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. It's it's the groups are really weird this year. Like, I think we are in a good position of, of um, but we just, as I said to you, we need to take one game at a time. We need to get Saturday out of the way first, and then we need to look at Dundee. Dundee's not an easy game, you know. It's funny, like there's always you always hear the mumbers on oh, Dundee. This Dundee, Dundee's a good team. Dundee have a good team, a very good goalie. They're very structured. Dundee, so. Again, it'll be another tough game for us, but so we just have to bring our A game both games this weekend and uh, hopefully get the both wins. Yeah, and as you as you touched upon there, I mean it is. Um, we've been doing the show now about five weeks, and we're trying yeah. to you try you know you try and make a story about the league so far. You try and see who the runners and riders are. I haven't got a yeah. clue because everyone's beating everyone. Uh, by, exactly, uh, it's so competitive. 
for this weekend then and 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 for the challenge cup more generally i mean do do you see the challenge cup uh, as well as uh, maybe getting a, a playoff spot as well when it comes to the elite league as as the targets for this season i, I would like i think we need to get the, the look at the conference as well we need to reclaim the gardner conference i think yeah qualifying, getting through the group stage would be big for us this year, this is because we never done it last year. I really want to make the playoff weekend as well, but I've came up personally, I've came up short a few times, I just really want to get there, I hear the stories of how good it is and I've not played in it, um, I just really I really want to go over that hump and get to the playoff weekend because I do believe, um, obviously we've not seen every team yet, but I do believe on our game we can beat MD. Um I've said that last year and I'll say it again this year. Um, so when you get to that playoff weekend, it's just a, whatever team shows up wins, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And just before you go, Barry, just a, a quick message for the home support then. Yeah, get get down there on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. No, the, the support's been great for us. Um, the fans are brilliant, and I'm sure they'll uh, continue to come and support us through the season and hopefully see a lot of wins at the FIA. Barry McKenzie there from the Five Flyers speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And a big thank you to Barry for joining us on this week's show. Let's turn our eyes now to the second tier of British Ice Hockey. That's the National Ice Hockey League National Division. And in recent weeks, we've been catching up with the Hull Pirates, the Swindon Wildcats, Sheffield Steel Dogs, the Leeds Chiefs. And last week, we heard from the Peterborough Phantoms. So this week, let's talk to the team currently sitting second in the league table after four games. It's the Telford Tigers. And on Thursday, I caught up with their general manager and head coach. Here's Tom Watkins. Uh, so, Tom, a big thank you for joining us and uh, congratulations on, on a great start to the season. Currently sitting second in the league. Uh, how's it been the opening month? It's been fun. Um, new league, new teams, um, new situations, new players. Uh, I think it's created a, a nice competitive edge from those teams that we, we faced last season. And it's certainly sparked the interest with our fan base. Um, I think it, we ran the risk that it would become a little bit stale, a little bit. There's a bit of interest for, for, those, for some of those fans. Um, but thankfully, crowds have, have been good. We've had three competitive or four competitive fixtures at home now and uh, all going well so far. Now, we've not quite um, we've not quite made a team who've got double figures yet in a match, but we're getting close. I mean, some of the scorelines in, in the league are very eye-watering, to say the least. I mean, you certainly do get your money's worth, don't you, if, if you attend a, a national division game this season, by the looks of it? Uh, yeah, I think there's been, there's been some scoring, um, a combination of, of early part of the season, I imagine. New teams... Um, New players in, in in rosters and things like that. I think one of the things that we've tried to stress is that we need to be strong defensively first for give ourselves an opportunity every night. Um, we've been a little bit up and down, but as a whole, I've been reasonably pleased with how we've performed in every game. Um, but there have been some offensively minded hockey games, and not just in terms of the the goal tally, but I've been surprised with how many how many shots some teams have given up. Um, it's one thing I think we can pride ourselves on. I don't think we've given up 30 shots in a game so far. So, you know, that, that side of the game, I'm quite pleased. Yes, and uh, you must be pleased as well with, with the team that you, you defeated on Sunday, Swindon Wildcats, because, you know, they've had uh, it's a near, near identical record, really. So so what what does that tell you about, about where uh, Telford find themselves after this opening month? I, I think right now, I think everybody's, on any night, can beat anybody in from a... A coaches, players, a fans, sponsors, anybody that's interested in hockey. I think that's only only a good thing. Um, where we sit, I've been pleasantly surprised by some of the negative comments that 
you, I've heard about our roster that we're too old with this. We don't have enough ability. Um, great. Uh, the more teams underestimate us, the better in my mind. Um, Sundon, good club, well organised. You know, the, the return and roster. We've played them twice in pre-season. We split those, and then a very close game up here. And I thought the game on, on Sunday against when we could have gone either way. I think they had a, 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 some good quality opportunities rather than quantity. Um, equally, I thought we played very strong in the third and in, in, into overtime. Certainly, felt we we, we were uh, in a position of, of strength. I think at that point, um, we were able to utilize bench, you know, ten, eleven forwards playing regularly, which certainly is a bonus for us. Yes, and uh, we, we've been obviously catching up with with a few head coaches um, across the division in, in recent weeks. We've had Leeds on, we've had Peter Brown, um, Swindon, and, and Hull, and, and Sheffield. Uh, so it was it was obviously about time we got Telford on. But I mean, it's 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 a return to national competition for for a lot of clubs. How important do you think that is for for the development of of the Telford Tigers as well as the sport more generally in this country? Uh, locally, for us, I think it was a massive step, and but. Equally, I think the last two years have given us the time to regroup, rebuild, or two seasons, regroup and rebuild and, and really set our targets of, of how we want to move forward. We, we, we originally set out with a three-year plan um, from our, from the outset two seasons ago. And those two seasons have allowed us to really kind of build the off-ice, you know, restructure the business and, and realign ourselves within that was the hockey competition. We've got a great fan base. You know, we've been very, very well received so far uh, this season, and we've got some fantastic sponsors on board. But I do think without the two seasons we've had previously in the in the um, Moral League division, I think it would have been a big step for us to venture into the new National League. So I think it's been massively important for us, particularly as a club. Um, and we've gone into this this new league with our eyes wide open to exactly what we we can afford and think sustainable for our business. Um, I think long term, hopefully, everybody within the league will try and support one another to, to keep pushing this forward. I think it's important that there was a progression from where we were on the ice over the last two seasons to, from a competitive nature first and foremost, but also from a player development angle. You know, we've we've tried to push the the, the young player, the junior coming through. If you look at our roster now, we've got a lot of homegrown players coming through at you know the age of 17 18 19 um we're trying to give them as much exposure as we, as we can albeit in the right situations at the right time for, for when they're ready um we're not giving opportunities for free um but they're supported by some fantastic professionals at this level you know guys like Sills, Weiss, Ricky have all been around the block Scott McKenzie, McKinney they've all played at a higher level and um, that experience is a massive part of our, I think, development for, for all these kids coming through. Yes, and uh, I was going. To, you, you covered a lot of areas there, and uh, yeah, some some of the questions I was going to ask you anyway. I mean, the the idea of sustainability and 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 the player roster, obviously, two, the maximum of two imports that encourages that that junior pathway and and developing youth talent, but also sustainability as well with regards to you know keep, keeping these club active and and making sure that the competition is is more or less level if it as as level as it can be. Yeah, I think so. You know, we're not in a position where we can recruit from out of town too much. We have one house. You know, we know where our limits are financially um, and, and we're, we're very strict with that. But that said, I think two imports, I think that's about right for now. I'm not saying that doesn't, doesn't or won't change in the future, but certainly for now, I think it's important. I was disappointed that we, uh, we didn't go with the ability to ice two imports at the same time. I was quite vocal in my approach through the summer with, with the other teams and 
Um, I felt that was the best way. It allows you as a club to recruit what you need. I think the one input on the ice at a time is quite restrictive in terms of your recruitment and, and how you run your bench. I don't think you should put too many rules in place for that. Uh, a lot of arguments on the other side, you know, or if you put two imports on the ice, you, you're just going to overplay them. And I don't see it like that. If you've got two imports, on, two imports on the ice on one shift, you've got five Brits on the ice the next. And I think one of the big things for, for a lot of British players is they need to learn to play without an import alongside them carrying them. So you, you put them in certain situations, whether it be a power player or a PK, can they get the job done when it's five Brits? Yeah, they might be able to do with it alongside them. Um, so I think there's, 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 for me, there's, there's areas that you know we'll always need to look at and refine. But I'm happy with it as it is. Although I would have preferred to have the ability to recruit the roster the way that each club should be able to recruit the roster, rather than being it determined by the the stringent nature of those. Uh, those import on the ice rules, mm, and uh, obviously there's a, there's the second team as well. And uh, how, how important is that 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 interaction? I mean, you touched upon it already. That interaction between the first team and and the second team. It is important, you know. It's it's another opportunity for perhaps guys that are not ready um, to take the step from junior hockey into senior hockey. But equally, you know, there's a lot of guys that play regularly, uh, are committed to playing regularly, and and keen to play, um, but they've got more responsibility perhaps away from, from the rink. So I don't think hockey ends when your junior career finishes and, and you know, certainly you get to uh, an age where you can play, you know, 20, 30 games a season that you can actually commit to. So we're very proud of our D2 team, a uh, big part of our club as a whole, and we use that, that hashtag as a, as a bit of a slogan for us. But everybody's kind of treated the same. Everybody... Um, wears the same shirts, same sponsorship, and they can you know, kind of expect the same sort of standards away from the ring, or on the ice and at the rink. So um, it's a different team for sure, it's a different level. Um, but equally, there's a couple of guys that will bounce between the two teams and and uh, benefit from that. Yes, and uh, two two big matches this weekend. Obviously, the, the second team in action on the Telford Ice Rink uh, on on Saturday against Bradford, uh, but on on Sunday we should say. I mean, this this is this is a huge game, isn't it? The Telford Ice Rink, whole Pirates coming to town. Uh, looking forward to that one. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, probably a bigger, more important game for for ourselves and Hull than Swindon Telford was last week. Purely on the basis, it's within our conference, so. We see this, these teams more often, so the more that you can take points away from one another, the better that stands you in, in you know, the league competition. Again, for I'm not a big fan of the conference system. I understand why we did it. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a big game and a team that we know a fair bit about. They have a similar roster other than a couple of imports that they've, they've had new this season. Um, and they've had a strong start. I think if you shut down, uh, you lose any sort of focus up. They're very good PP-wise. They... they, they what led probably both leagues in scoring last season, so this is kind of thing. And and uh, when it comes to um, obviously, like like you touched upon in this interview, it's been um, Telford's history over the last you know however long it's been twenty odd years or so. You know it has been up and down, but as we've discussed in this, I mean you know sustainability for the future. Um, optimistic for the future <coughs> when it comes to the Telford Tigers on the ice this season and 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 going from strength to strength in the seasons to come. Yeah, well, I'm, I think I'm right in saying that the Tigers have been here over thirty years. I think from 1986, and somebody will pull me up if that's not quite accurate. You know, they've been a big part of the community, and not just in the time that I've been here for 10 seasons, um, but previous to that, and hopefully when I'm finished or, you know, leave or however it happens, they'll be here for another 35 years, and myself and Mike share that kind of 
vision that we're just custodians of the club for now and hopefully we'll, we'll do all we can to leave a, 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 an opportunity for, for other people. You know, It's got to be right for whoever's in charge at the time. I do think the Tiger is an important part of our local community. We have a lot of goodwill locally. We do a lot for uh, schools and charities, etc., within the region. So I think we're, we're, we're thought of fondly. You know, it has had its ups and downs over the years, but I think uh, it brings far more positives to the to the local area than negatives. That's for sure. And finally, then, so just a, a quick message for the home support: get get yourself down there on on Saturday, obviously for the the second team. But that game on on Sunday night against against uh, the whole Pirates, that's going to be box office. Uh, come one, come all. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be uh, another entertainment game of hockey, and it's been surprising with the the comments that we've had in terms of you know that they're really enjoying it. I think one thing I've noticed the speed, the physicality of of the game now is far far greater than it has been over the last two seasons. I know certainly from a coaching point of view, it, it's got my got me going, and and you know makes you think and strategize far more than perhaps you've done in the in the previous seasons. And I, I think we're in for a, another fun night. At the rink, it'll be loud, it'll be a good atmosphere, and I'm sure both teams will be playing with plenty to show. Tom Watkins there from the Telford Tigers speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So, certainly a very entertaining division, the National Ice Hockey League National Division this season. But what about some of the divisions below that? Well, this week we're going to be turning our eyes to the North 1 division and the Whitley Warriors currently leading the way up at the top of that division. And that follows a fantastic victory at Billingham last weekend. And on Friday, I caught up with the captain at the Whitley Warriors. Here's Dean Holland. Thank you, Dean, for joining us and uh, a big congratulations on, on a great start to the season. Uh, what, what have you made of it five games in? Um, yeah, we've been, I think we've made it, we have made a good start. Obviously, we've only dropped one point in the league with the overtime loss to Solway. We should have really won that game, we just didn't put it to bed. So we should, we should have maximum points, but I think going forward, it's definitely something to look forward to. Yeah, I was going to say, going forward isn't necessarily a problem for the Whitley Warriors at the moment. I mean, you've been scoring a lot of goals, uh, let's say, in this opening uh, gambit of the season. An 11-0 win over Nottingham in the first game. And uh, just this past weekend, a 6-5 win at Billingham. I mean, goal scoring is not a problem this season, it would appear. No, definitely not. I think we've got three three lines that can score any night. Obviously, Phil Edgar's got a hat-trick at the weekend and uh, he can score He can score whenever he wants. He's as long as he's working hard, he'll always score goals. And uh, when it comes to um, that win over over Billingham, it obviously uh, it, it looked like a right ding dong, let's say, of of an occasion, a bit of a, a localish derby as well. I mean, how important was that victory? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I think it, 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 the victory was really important to go into their ring and win. As long as you can, as long as you can get a point or win away from home, especially in the local derbies, it's great. It's not only is it good for us, but it's psychological against the other team as well. And uh, when it comes to the Whitley Warriors more generally, obviously it's uh, it's a grand old name of, of British ice hockey. Um, you've been there a, f- a fair few years now. I mean, what, what's life like at the Whitley Warriors? Yeah, it's great. Uh, we've got a really good team like, away from the, away from hockey. All the lads really get on. We're all friends. We basically all grew up together playing hockey in the junior. So it's it's just like going back to when we're like 13, 14 years old. Yeah, you would join your hockey at Whitley. Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying my hockey with the yeah, like, uh, it's it's it is a good laugh and we'll, we'll get on really well and obviously all the lads on the team are the same, they all wanna win. So 
ice hockey in in the northeast has got a great history, not just with Whitley, but also you know Durham in the past and that kind of thing. Um, how how important is the sport of ice hockey? Do you feel to the, to the northeast? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, there's only us and Birmingham left. Um, so with no with no team in Durham, and obviously Sunderland's not there anymore either. So keeping the northeast rivalry between between us and Birmingham is definitely something that we that we need to do and. It's it still is a big rivalry, and we need to keep that going. Well, we saw that rivalry <laughs> on Sunday, especially if you if you can get score lines like that and matches like that, it's, it's certainly not going to do attendances any harm. Definitely not. No, it, it was a it was a great occasion for the fans, not for the two coaches. I don't think they like going overtime, but uh, definitely for the fans, the, the the place was packed. And obviously, you, you, we're five games in into the season now. With, with regards, well, five games in for yourselves anyway. Um, I mean, what what do you think of the competition more generally? Yeah, I think obviously the teams are the teams. All the teams have improved over the years. Um, what the top three teams left in uh, Hull, Sheffield, and uh, Telford, and I think it's evened it out a lot. I think most of the teams near the top can beat anybody on any night. Obviously, for for the future, I mean, we touched upon the the, the point scoring and that kind of thing. Twenty eight goals in 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 five matches. I mean, are you um, positive for for what Whitley Bay can do in the in the North One this season? Yeah, definitely. I think we should we should really be challenging up there for the league at the end of the season. Um, that that point that we dropped for Solway could end up being massive. So we need to definitely get get some results away from our from our rink in Solway's rink. Uh, you're back to your home rink this weekend, though, and it's uh, it's Billingham again. And uh, as we touched upon here, I mean, um, an epic game last weekend at their place. Uh, so the the message is to go out, get get yourself down to Whitley Bay this weekend because there's going to be fireworks. Definitely, yeah. I think it's going to be a close game again. Um, Billingham have got some good forwards. They they like to score lots of goals, um, and and so do we. So I think um, it. It looks set to be another great derby game. Obviously, it's in the cup this time, and we've we've only played one game in the cup, and we've actually lost that game to Solway in their ring. So we need a we need a result out of that game. Dean Holland, there, captain of the Whitley Warriors, joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And that's it for this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition. Remember, you can keep up to date with all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey by visiting the website britishicehockey.co.uk. And you can also follow British Ice Hockey on various social media platforms. Just search for British Ice Hockey. But that's it for this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. I've been Ben, and wherever you're going this weekend to cheer on your British Ice Hockey side, make sure that you have fun. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.